Last night it was Ron, and it was a guy doing a game. Uh, and, you know, rarely can you hear a game and not know who it is. I mean, if you've been doing this as long as I have, I mean, usually you know who the guy is on the on the air. I did not know who was on the air last night. I, I didn't know the voice. And you told me the guy's name now, Mont. I still don't know who he is. Scott Braun, I never heard of him. So, I mean, that's who did the game with Ron. He does the game last night. So Ron is is obviously on SNY. First pitch tonight as the Mets down in Texas after the ground fell apart last night. Ron, welcome. How are you? Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me on, as always. My pleasure. And uh, I, I didn't know your partner last night. I I had never heard him before. Yeah, he's, um, he's uh, an up-and-comer. He works mostly at the MLB Network. Um, he's uh, a young guy. I probably have boxer shorts, Mike, as old as he is. <laughs> and, uh, and, um, well, good and, for him. Uh, good for him. Uh, yeah, again, good for him. Good for him to have a chance. Yeah. Uh, I know the Mets fans. You know, they love their beloved Gary. He's as good as it gets in, uh, in baseball. But uh, he's taken a couple of days off uh, well, well deserved. And, and Keith has uh, had knee surgery, right? He had knee surgery. He's out for 10 days. I okay. think he's done a little bit of an oxy. Uh, fa- uh, a coma right now, but uh, he's going to be back, and he's going to be 100%. Well, he's not uh, missing much. Watching this infield play, he's not missing much. You know that he is. You know, and that's, you know, part of the thing here, Ron, about this is the Mets, even without Cespedes, are scoring a lot of runs. I mean, they have scored runs all year. They have hit with men in scoring position for the most part. They have scored a lot of runs. Their infield defense has been terrible. Uh, even Cabrera and Walker, and last night Cabrera let that ball eat him up. That should have been a double play ball. He's had that all year, and the pitching has been just god-awful. I mean, the ERA's yeah. almost five. You know, Mike, I was uh, first about the, the infield defense. You know, um, in one year, um, the play of Cabrera and Walker was one of the strengths of this ball club last it was year. was terrific. And and I think in one year, um, whether they've aged, whether it's the the back injury and surgery that Walker had to have, I don't know. But their range certainly has been cut down, and that's affected uh, a part of the pitching. But you've got to put almost all the blame on the pitching. I did no something last night I haven't done in a long time. I went home to the game, uh, to the hotel room. I watched the Scherzer game on tape. Then I watched the first five innings of uh, Kershaw and Strasburg today out in L.A., because I was trying to like remind myself, oh, good is, is it me? Yeah. Am I missing something that's happening with the Mets pitching? I'm not. The real good pitchers are doing exactly what you're supposed to do. Every pitch has a reason. Every pitch has a purpose. Um, they're hitting their spots. And with the Mets pitching this year, if you watch the games, catcher will be sitting on one side, the pitch is on the other side. It's just um, there's really no rhyme or reason, and it's and it's. Uh, epidemic from the number one pitcher all the way to the number 13 pitcher. Last night I was watching uh, both Yankees and Mets and watching bombs bursting in air between Tanaka and DeGrom and they were leaving the yard at very quick uh, intervals as a matter of fact as Tanaka continues to struggle but DeGrom, even this year when he was striking guys out, he was wild wilder. But now he has just, since that eight inning stint, he has just now completely lost it. Yeah, it's it's almost like that uh, because um, these guys are asked to do uh, so less than I think their ability warrants that when they are asked to go that extra mile, it seems like it has a residual effect for two, three, four starts, and uh, and uh, maybe that's what's happening with with Jacob right now. I mean, he's he, he, the, the one thing I, I I didn't like seeing last night, Mike, and and uh, and he's one of my favorites, and I'm sure he's one of your favorites to watch pitch. 
when he doesn't have it, he somehow guts it out he does. and figures it out. Yep. And last night was the first time that I saw him uh, uh, lose a little hope, uh, get a little frustrated, yep. um, and, and, and lose that edge that he's always had that's made him special. Uh, he's going to have to have that return. Yeah, you're right. He did. He usually battles. He usually finds a way. He's the one guy who does that. But there's been so much of this. And, you know, and... The bullpen is just, even if they were good and they're not, they're just so overworked, it's insane. You can't be in that bullpen for five and six. You can't be in that bullpen for you know for ten, uh, eight and ten outs every single night. You know, it, it's not only uh, uh, physically, Mike, uh, which, yes, they've been overworked, and, uh, and it's not like uh, you've got perfect arms out there, but it's also the mental part of it, Mike. Can you imagine being in the bullpen of the Mets right now that you know every single night at the ballpark – you're going to have to pitch because there's no chance of your starter going uh, deep into a game, and uh, just the mental men- mental wearing out of the of the bullpen is is part of it also. But uh, you know, it's an epidemic around baseball. Baseball has, and it's starting to to bite them now. They have uh, coddled and taken care of these pitchers, starting pitchers, in such a way that the real talent that they have, these guys who throw 95 miles an hour, only pitch two-thirds of the game. So one-third, and that's on a good night. So one-third of the game is being decided by pitchers that are really fungible. I mean, they can go from team to team every year. Uh, you, you see these arms in different teams every year. So one-third of the game, the most important part of the game, the end of the game, is being decided by not those arms that are the great prospects, the 100-mile-an-hour the throw. You know, Ryan, someone said to me recently, and I don't know if you feel this way or it's something they've given any thought to, we're talking about Ron Darling, of course, uh, is that someone said they've gotten so crazy about throwing hard and just finding these guys who just come out of the pen and you watch these guys come out of the pen and they're all throwing 100 and they strike out 16 guys per nine innings and all this stuff, you're going to see a return to them looking for guys who understand how to pitch as starting pitches. You're going to see the art of pitching come back to the major leagues. You know, and I, st- I think you're starting to see it a little bit, especially with the success that Hendricks had last year for the Cubs. I think you're going to see some of that coming again. And I think the next wave, Mike, is that these pitchers, um, and watching Kershaw and Strasburg today, um, uh, uh, Kershaw throws about 92. When he needs 95, he throws 95. Strasburg now is pitching from the stretch because he's trying to throw at 85 or 90 percent, not trying to put too much strain on his elbow. What's going to happen is that these guys who can throw 100 are going to finally figure out that, one, they don't need to throw 100. They need to be precise and throw the ball in the corners. And second, throwing the ball at 94 is enough if it's on the corners, and getting early outs is going to keep them longer in games. They've figured out how to throw 100. They haven't figured out how to stay in the game longer uh, because of these pitch counts. Um, the Mets pitchers, when they're starting pitchers, throw 25 pitches My God, in the, in the first, first inning, inning every night. You can just say to yourself, well, that's 25 pitches. That means that there's no way going, going five. more than six innings. Yeah, five, that's, yeah. That's a 7.15 at night. You can make that decision. It's unbelievable. Uh, you know, right now, I, 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 um, a couple weeks ago, when Sandy spoke, I said, you know what? He's being crazy optimistic. 
I said yeah. this is a lot worse than they're letting on. I mean, the numbers just don't dictate. No, no familia, no Syndergaard. Harvey lost. It just doesn't add up. They still hadn't had Matson and Lugo, and I think you got to remember Lugo's still not anything that we can count on. Unbelievably, when you look at that now, they're eight under. Ten is kind of like the no man's land. They're yeah. getting close. Now, next week, the Cubs, the Nationals, then a trip to the Dodgers. That's going to be a very deep end of the pool for this team. Um, they're going to get Matt's back here. They're going to get Lugo back. Uh, I don't know if that's going to energize this team or not. What's your thoughts about those two as they get ready either this weekend or early next week, whenever they finally decide they're going to they're going to pitch? There's some talk they might pitch in Atlanta. Some talk one of them might open a Cubs series. Whatever it is, they haven't announced yeah. it for sure, but we're going to see them soon. They've rejoined the club. What are you expecting from Matt's and Lugo? Well, I, I think that uh, first with Lugo, I think uh, the the Mets have, uh, have, have have done this already with Gisellman. They they thought that because Gisellman had a good August in September, that he simply would uh, would turn it into 2017. That hasn't been the case. I think you can make the same assessment of Lugo until you see him throw. You don't know whether it's going to be August and September of last year, or it's going to be a guy who's been a journeyman pitcher in the minor leagues for most of his career. As far as Matt's is concerned, at this point, until he proves different to me, um, he's a guy that when he pitches, he's going to pitch well. He's not going to pitch deep into games. And um, at this point, he hasn't proven to me that he can make five, six, seven starts in a row without something uh, physically occurring. So um, I, I'm with you, Mike. I think that, that Sandy was optimistic. I think he's, he's been happy with the offense. I mean, they scored eight runs, uh, hit five home runs last night. Uh, that should be enough. But this team was based on pitching, and if they're going to, if they're not going to pitch all season long, um, they've just about kicked away the division already at twelve and a half. Yeah, so it's let's over. Say yeah, it's kicked, over. Yeah, so they've kicked the division away to a Nationals team that's a really good team. What they've done is they've brought every other team into play uh, with the wild card, and that's who they're going to be, be uh, trying to defeat: five, six, seven, eight teams over the course of the summer. I think it makes it really difficult, and the only way they're going to be able to turn it around is somehow Harvey Syndergaard comes back, DeGrom finds it, where all of a sudden it's, you know, they're not their line is seven innings, five hits, two runs, one walk, and six, seven, eight, nine strikeouts. If they can turn that every single night, then you'll see, uh, then you'll see a chance for them to put a streak together. I mean, you look at the team in the Bronx, the Yankees, I mean, they, they are doing it with some great young players and watching Judge is about as fun as it is. But because of CC and because of their starting staff, they've been able to stay in every game and they've been winning a lot of close games. Now they've got to get Tanaka figured out at some point. But, you know, it doesn't matter how much you hit. At some point, Mike, you've got to be able to pitch if you're going to put a streak together. Ron, as someone who's lived through being part of a big team and being part of a, a big staff, uh, and done it here, yeah. Uh, and six straight years of winning seasons, winning between twelve and seventeen, six straight years, which is tremendous consistency, especially in baseball as we see it now. Um, yeah. Having done that, if you take these five guys where their careers are right now and put them in a room, what would your message be to that group of guys, considering where their lives have gone here in these last three years? Boy, that's a great question, Mike. I, I, I think that it would be tough love. Um, I think that um, I, I would open up by saying, you know, I'm, I'm deeply disappointed. 
Um, I, I think that when I look at them as a staff, um, I, I, I don't see anyone different than myself other than maybe more talent. And uh, to a former pitcher, when you see guys that have all this talent that are not getting uh, or maxing out of that talent, to me, it, it, it's disappointment. And, uh, and that would be my, my word, is that if, if at some point uh, this has been a disappointment, some of it's been injuries and some have been other stuff, but um, you have a, 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 you represent a ball club where you're supposed to be one of the biggest strengths of the team, and you've become a weakness of the team. And it's not the, you know, you can't blame it on the defense. You can't blame it on the manager. You can't blame it on the, the, the ray gun. You have to look in the mirror, and you have to blame it on yourself. And from now, June 7th on, you got to look in the mirror and say to yourself, no one's going to outwork me. No one's going to be in that uh, uh, watching tape more than me. Um, I'm going to figure it out, and by the end of the year, um, I'm going to be great. And, and, and I think that that's the only way they're going to be able to do it, Mike. Do you see that in these guys? Do you see them battling? Do you see the? Do you see that from Harvey? Do you see that from these guys right now? Do you see these guys battling as they should be battling? I see that at times, Mike. I don't see it enough, and uh, I think that's the, the 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 big disappointment is that you know sometimes being a starting pitcher, uh, Mike, is is nothing more than just sticking your nose in there. And, and just saying to yourself, I am not going to get beat. I just gave up a leadoff double. This guy is not getting the third. I gave up a leadoff triple. I'm going to strike out this guy, and I'm going to get out of this inning. I mean, it's, it's sometimes it's, it's not mechanics. It's not uh, uh, pitching coaches. It, it's really on you to be as tough as you can be. And, I, and I've seen it at times. I don't see it as often as, as I'd like to see it. And as soon as that happens, uh, the results will change. You know, the interesting guys, um, Flores, not not a great fielder, but hitting, due to hitting, um, right now Walker hitting, you know, yeah. they're going to be able to sell off some of these pieces if this year continues this way, and they're going to have new pieces. They're going to have Rosario, or they're going to have Dominic Smith. They'll still have Conforto, they'll have Cespedes, maybe they'll keep one or two of the veteran guys, who knows. The point is they're going to have a very different uh, lineup to go with the same pitches next year, uh, unless this year has some miracle to it. going to be a lot yeah. of guys, a lot of different faces here. Um have you learned enough about a couple of these guys? Would you keep a Duda and obviously you got Dominic Smith in the wings? Would you yeah. would you keep a Flores? Can you see Flores as an everyday player? Obviously, you can see that in Conforto. What do you see with this Met team on the everyday guys? Well, I, uh, on the everyday guys, I think that if if things continue the way they they are, um, I, I think you can see that they will have a lot of people interested uh, in the Dudas for the home runs, in the Flores, because he's uh, established himself as a guy who can hit righties uh, and lefties. And it's going to be a huge decision uh, for Sandy to decide who are going to be, you know, the core are going to be Conforto, Rosario, and Smith. That's and and, and Cespedes, yeah. Uh, sorry, Cespedes, yeah, uh, yeah. moving forward. That's yeah. going to be... Your core, those those three young players yep. plus the veteran Cespedes, and um, you're going to have to decide. You know, Dominic Smith is coming. Yep. Lucas Duda can't play another position. Right. So you're going to have to decide you have to what you're going to yeah. what you're going to do with Lucas Duda yep. at some point. Uh, Rosario is a shortstop. I would keep Flores because of the third base position is a position. You think that he can play enough D to go? I mean, he can hit. We know that. Can he play enough D to he, stay there every day? 
he's not a good he's not a good defensive player. Um, he doesn't cover a lot of range. Um, I think he can play every day um, because of his hitting will, will do enough. But uh, you know the problem with David Wright uh, presents a huge problem. You got to have that position filled, and right now they have no one other than William Wilma Flo- Flores. Yeah, and Flores is a good hitter. I mean, he's showing that yeah. he's a really good hitter. Would you keep a guy like Bruce, or would you send them packing? I think uh, uh, Bruce is going to become uh, too expensive uh, for them. You know, he's going to demand a contract. I think that's very similar to the one they gave Curtis Granderson uh, four seasons ago. Um, I, I think uh, uh, one thing I've learned about Bruce, which I really like, uh, the thing I don't like, he's a little streaky. I understand that. What I really do like is that he's taken some of these young guys under his wing, including Conforto. And uh, and that says a lot about him as a person. You know, he's a guy who came up at 19 years old. Uh, he was supposed to be the you know the next great phenom. Oh yeah, he was a big he was a big star. Yeah, that's right. And he's turned into a really solid player. But he's also been a great teammate and a great kind of uh, uh, a guy for Conforto. So Bruce is a guy I would think uh, uh, hard and long about keeping. Have you have you can you keep Dano as a catcher, or do you have to get a new catcher? Well, I, I, I don't think uh, there's any market uh, for Travis Darnell. So I think that unless a, a, a catcher comes on the market um, uh, who who uh, who is going to be better, and, and usually those kind of players, those catchers, uh, they stay with the organization because they're you know they're so vital uh, to a team. I, I think that uh, uh, Darno, um, although we've seen him throw a little better the last couple of days. Um, even if you wanted the change, you're not going to really be able to make a change. No, I mean, I just wonder if you could try to get someone better. But like you said, it's very hard to do with catcher. You know that you have to almost home grow the guy. They they have some useful parts. I mean, if you're in a pennant race, Duda could help you. I mean, Walker could help yeah. you. Even Grandison could help you in a pennant race. I mean, he could have a good month because if he gets if he gets hot and he hasn't been swinging about that badly lately. I mean, he's getting now he's out of that crazy slump he was in. So I mean, they scoring plenty of runs. It's just that their ERA. I mean, they're in a National League. Their ERA is a run and a third higher than the Yankees. I mean, that's unbelievable. Listen, they were supposed to be the best pitching staff in all of baseball. They're one of the worst. So that's why they're having the season they're having. They they definitely are. And do you? I mean, have you? Do you have any reason for optimism right now, or do you think this season's already lost? Well, you know, I, I, I I'm a former player, so I always have optimism. I always think that you know they're. They're, they're uh, a streak away from, from getting back in it. Um, but, you know, what I see uh, in their pitchers, Mike, is, is not something that's just, gonna, just going to uh, happen today or tomorrow. It's going to take a little bit of time, and, uh, and I don't know how much time they have because, uh, you know, the Nationals are, seem to be winning every day, although they're losing to Kershaw today by a run. Um, it, it, it's uh, it, it's gonna it, it's gonna be an interesting decision for for Sandy to decide. You know, one of the things with this second wild card is that you have to really figure out if you're Sandy Alderson, are you contenders or are you pretenders? And if you're pretenders, you're gonna have to start getting some help for next year when the Rosarios and Smiths and others come in. Uh, that you have uh, every team in baseball is doing it this way, Mike. The Mets have done it with young pitching. Their young pitching has gotten hurt, and now they're struggling. But every other team that's starting to make their way are doing it with young pitching. You see, uh, sorry, young hitting. You're seeing young everyday players. You know why? Because they're 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 not as mercurial. They play every day. You see the Cubs and their young pitchers, young uh, everyday players. You see the Red Sox. 
you know, that is the the way the game is going. Is great young everyday players is the way to go. And good bullpens. And good bullpens. Yeah, bullpen. that's really right. All right, well, listen. Thanks for coming on today. Appreciate it very much. You know, for jumping thanks, on. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you, Ron Darling, uh, painting the picture there with the Mets. The Mets tonight in action uh, with Wheeler on the mound against uh, Darvish this evening. Second game in Texas. Off tomorrow. Go to Atlanta for four games. Cubs home on Monday night, and uh, Mats and um, and Lugo have joined the Mets. They're not activated yet. They are not officially in the rotation yet this weekend, although that could definitely happen, or one could wait till Monday. We're just not sure yet. They haven't said. All we know is Harvey will pitch Friday. Gesellman will pitch the first game of the doubleheader on Saturday. We don't know who's pitching the second game or who's pitching Sunday or who would pitch the first game of the Cubs series. That has not yet been established. Back after this. 